Uh, I had gotten a phone call around lunchtime on a Wednesday from my sister. The, uh, the hospice nurse was there and she told everyone that there wasn't much time left, maybe maybe 12 hours, maybe less. My sister told me not to hurry over, but that I should plan on being there that night. Uh, my sister and I, just a few days prior to this, had set up a schedule of when we could be there. My father, who was dying of cancer, was at home and we wanted to help out our stepmom as much as we could, but we also have our own family. So we worked out a, an every other day and double shifts on the weekends type of schedule, but we never once adhered to the schedule. We never got the chance. Uh, both of us happened to be there every day, either way. Uh, we planned on working with him and taking care of him for weeks or months, but it ended up just being a, a sprint of a week to the finish. That was just, that happened to me my night to be there anyway, but she was letting me know that it was all kind of coming to a head. Uh, I'd done the same thing for her just two nights prior to that, very late at night. I was getting ready to leave, but I called her and she came to be there just in case. The reason that I called her that night was because after giving him his breathing treatment, he was having a really difficult time and he was having much labored breathing. He couldn't talk very well at this point, but he told me to stay with him and that he was scared. He didn't want me to leave. And things seemed to be getting worse and worse by the moment, so I called my sister to let her know. And suddenly, after a couple hours of her being there, he seemed perfectly fine. He just kind of snapped out of it, and we all went home. The next day, he seemed to be doing a lot better. Uh, instead of asking me to stay and talk with him, he asked me to leave the room so he could watch the news. It seemed to be pretty encouraging, even though we all knew where this was heading. None of us really had an idea of the time frame. That was really the surprising part about the phone call on that Wednesday afternoon. We knew the time frame. It was less than 12 hours. It was going to happen that day or maybe overnight, but it certainly wouldn't make it through Thanksgiving, which was the next day. I didn't take my sister's, my sister's advice to take my time. I, I, finished up a, I finished up a couple things at work and I went right over there. I had done a lot of reading about the end of life stuff. Uh, I wanted to be prepared because I hate surprises. And when I looked at him, I looked at his lower legs and his feet and his hands were blue. His breathing was almost non-existent. He was barely coherent, and I knew that the nurse was right. At this point, even though we'd only been taking care of him for a week, we had a pretty good routine. Uh, we had figured out pretty much all the stuff that we needed to to take care of him, make him comfortable. The day, just like any other, was going pretty smoothly. I'd actually come to really enjoy this part of the process. I really got a lot, got a lot out of helping care for him. It felt good to know that he and my stepmom and my sister could rely on me. I tried to do anything they asked without hesitation. I honestly looked forward to caring for him, even if it took months. I hadn't quite figured out if this is sad or great, but it was one of the most rewarding, fulfilling times of my relationship with my father. And I don't say that to diminish other times. I just really felt good about doing this for him. Being home was the one thing he wanted more than anything, and I was able to help make that a reality for him. I didn't do most or half or even a quarter of the work. The, the two women in his life did everything, but I did what I could. I tried really hard and it helped me and it helped him. In the end, it wasn't even 12 hours. I arrived around 2.30 and I only had another three and a half hours with him. Everything was going really well throughout the day and everyone had uh, left the room so that he could rest, but I wanted to stay there with him. So I pulled up a chair and I sat next to him. He started having a hard time breathing. He was taking very shallow breaths and would pause for what seemed like hours. I held his hand. I talked to him then. I knew it would be the last time I ever got to. A few minutes later, I called my sister into the room. My stepmom was on the phone or maybe laying down. I don't exactly remember, but we talked about the changes and we agreed that we should tell her. 
once everyone had their alone time with him, the three of us all gathered around him on chairs and we held his hands, we talked. He seemed to be fighting it for a while, but my stepmom appeared to relax him a lot. He took his oxygen off, we took his oxygen off and, and we all said our goodbyes. The next few minutes were easily the most agonizing moments of my life. Every time he would exhale, I would wonder if it was the last. The space between his breathing was torturous. There was a panic deep inside me every time he didn't inhale. I wanted to shout dad and just hit him in the chest, but I didn't, although it was nearly impossible to control that impulse. Last couple of times he inhaled, his body, his body tensed up and I feared what would happen next. I had read about the death rattle and I didn't know how dramatic the ending would be, but it, but it wasn't. He tensed up his shoulders in the fashion you would if he jumped into waist deep water that was cold. He did that twice and the second time was it. No sounds, no movement, no rattle, no pain. I needed some air, so I immediately went outside and I walked around the block. It was the most needed and relaxing walk of my life. I wasn't able to process the emotions of that event yet, and honestly, I'm not sure that I have even started. But for those of you that lost a parent, it hits you right in the chest in a way that's indescribable. Uh, and that help, that walk helped me breathe again. When I got back into the house, the process of calling the appropriate people had begun, and I went right back into the room with him, and I talked to him again, and I began to clean. I didn't want anyone to have to be in that room that didn't want to be. I knew I could do that. That, that was the last thing I could do to help him out. So I cleaned. I cleaned and packed away all the equipment. I did all the stuff that we had carefully laid out. I packed it all the way neatly, and that helped me a lot too. I was no longer helping my dad, but now I was helping my stepmom. My sister came in and we sat on the couch and talked. And as time went by, we decided that we were hungry and we ordered my dad's favorite food from his favorite place. And we ate and we talked and actually laughed. It took many hours before everything was handled and he was taken to the funeral home. And I think I experienced the entire range of human emotion in that time. It was good to know it was over for him. The suffering had ended. His journey was complete, even if it was shorter than expected. But selfishly, I just wanted to come back the next day and take care of him some more. 